I wish. She's a DJ. I love her. I would actually go watch her DJ. I love her. I actually think she's like a really cool person. Anyways, that's a story for a different day. All right, everyone. Welcome back to Just the Facts podcast. I'm Anastasia Pavlinskaya. And I'm Ashley. Uh, yes, I had to give the full <laughs> first name, last name. I don't know why, oh, but whatever. We're no. starting to get more comfortable with people. No, it's good. It's good. I, I don't want here, them to know my full government name. <laughs> it's episode two. We're friends now. Thank you. Um, and it's going to be a fun <laughs> show. Ashley, tell them who we're going to have on later on. Well, later on, we're going to have my good friend, Reg Thomas, who has opened for Chris Red, Amanda Seals. Uh, he has an awesome comedy show he produces with his co-host, Jordan Rock, called Productively Stone. And we're going to get into it. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be real fun. But yeah. first, you have to, you're going to be with these two chicks for a little bit because... <laughs> This show is called Just the Facts, and we definitely have a lot of facts to lay on you. But before we get into the show, uh, remember that you can check us out on all your podcast platforms. And if you like us, drop a review. Yeah, and if you don't, then why are you here? Why, why, why are you listening? You don't like us? Why, why listen? <laughs> the drama. Haters. You know what? I'll take the haters. I'll take them. They're, they're listening. <laughs> Well, speaking of the drama, Sex and the City Reboot is getting ready to premiere soon on HBO called Just Like That. And just like that, Kim Cattrall is officially out of the cast. How do you feel about that? I'm so sad. So sad. It is so sad. I honestly, she is, she's the sex in the city. Like, <laughs> she is the sex in the city. Now it's just the city. Like, it's just, it's just, it's just like that. Like, it's what just is that? like that. No sex. <laughs> They're all abstinent. <laughs> uh, it's, it's funny because I, I wonder how they're going to play out the the show. Like, are we going to forget about Samantha? Or is it going to be like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air when they replace the mom? And it's like now this light-skinned lady and there's something different about you. Or is it going to be like when they replace Charlie Sheen and Two and a Half Men and in the pile of smoke, here comes Ashton Kutcher. It's like... Just curious. I think everybody's going to be excited tuning in to see that. I My one hope would be that if they do replace her, that it is someone who is diverse that replaces her. Because I think that's the biggest criticism of that show. Mm-hmm. I mean, that show, when you watch it, it's like toxic. Old. It's, it's old, toxic. Though. It's because- like... That show, like, there's an episode where Carrie is freaking out about making an email address. And it's like, that's the whole 
conflict of the episode is Carrie's going to send one email. Meanwhile, it's like I have 24,000 unread emails in my Same. inbox right now. <laughs> and it's all Fashion Nova. Um, <laughs> and there's like another episode where she's like about to hook up with someone, Carrie, and she's like, hold on, I need to take out my diaphragm or I need to put in my diaphragm. And I'm like, what is a diaphragm? Which is like, it's old school contraception. But I really, I'm interested to see how they're going to make it actually like current. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I know that they're thinking of having Tiffany Haddish or I would love Issa Rae. I think that that would uh. be... That'd be funny because she's like awkward and then like she's constantly having sex anyway. So it'd just be a fun. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, that's a given. Yeah, I, mean, I love you, Issa Rae. <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> if you're listening, can you come on the podcast, please? <laughs> if this is well, a, we're going to post this. Okay, listen, tag Issa Rae in the comments. So she can come on our podcast. Yeah, please. why not? please we want you we want to feel secure she's on my vision board so yes we want to talk about some magazines yeah i feel like the vogue issue of vice president elect kamala harris is a little i don't know it's it's a little on the tacky side yeah, I mean, I actually have the magazine, so people who are listening can't see this, but I'm sure many of them have seen it. It's like she's uh, on a green background. There's this silky pink drape going on, and she's, she's the big thing. Big over. thing is Ashley. What's the big thing? The goddamn ugly ass Converse. And I mean, she's a working woman. She's a woman of the people. So that's why I think that's what the message was supposed to be. And they said that it was nice because it was green and pink, which was AKA, which is a sorority. She was a yeah. Uh, but they did. But she's stepping on for the record. <laughs> True. I mean, people wear American flags as commando underwear, like, or whatever, <laughs> fake underwear. Whatever, those bulge speedos, bulgy underwear. But then you have this of her in the blue suit, which is like they said that that's what they should have had it as, as the cover. But it just, yeah, it does look a lot more profesh, official. Official. And she has an American flag pin. So for me, I feel like that's like the most bipartisan photo. And I feel like that. <laughs> That was on Vogue. They didn't let her have her carry moment. She couldn't like have her big, big dress and like her big thing. I mean, I mean, I love the suit. It's not the suit. It's it's even the converse. Like they could have shot it better. Um, honestly, it's just the the lack of. I, that's for me. It's the the wow factor. And I get it. They're like, oh, we're in the middle of the pandemic. It reflects like what the world is like now and I was like uh I feel like that's what they look at Americans as (laughs) it's a shit storm here's a woman (laughs) yeah basically but I mean the thing is at least for this photo um on the Vogue cover it was done by a black photographer because Mm -hmm. Vogue has had a lot of criticism in the past for not using black photographers and they have been called out for 
poorly lighting people who are of color when they were f- subjects of photographs. So at least for this one, this was Tyler Mitchell, the one who um, that they had done the photo for Beyonce. Um, and that those were some historic pics. Yes. So I love their work. Well, now that they have a black photographer, they need to get black editors because a black editor would have been like, hell no, this is not going to go on the cover of Vogue. This is trash. Sometimes I feel like they do it because it attracts attention, you know? Yeah, I mean, we're talking about it. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Anna Wintour, Mm. I see you. Anna Wintour is taking... Anna Wintour, if you're listening, uh, (laughs) we also like you on the podcast if you want to give us your clap back. uh, I feel like Anna Wintour went to like a Kris Jenner seminar on how to get attention. Anna (laughs) Wintour. She's like, any attention (laughs) is good attention. It's, I mean facts kind of i don't know <laughs> just the facts mm-hmm. anyways <laughs> on january 13th president trump was impeached for a second time but the sequel is never as good as the original the first <laughs> impeachment was on tv it was all sexy there were witnesses and they had like all the receipts they're like these are the emails and all these different things but uh, Trump's presidency has really been a time of law and order, <laughs> mostly because it feels like we're living in the episode of one of the shows. <laughs> dun, dun. Yeah, I mean, the last time that lawyers were in this demand was the OJ trial. So, <laughs> it's- hey, uh, over the weekend, Grimes posted how she finally contracted covid and she's weirdly enjoying it which is also what i hear elon musk says when they're having sex yeah she's a weird he is the richest man in the world now he he beat bezos yeah they're in competition with one another while people are dying simultaneously billionaires are competing to see who is going to take over earth and then mars my, my my money is on elon your money's on Elon. I feel like my money's going to be on Bezos because he's too quiet. He, he, he likes to be he's very calculated. He's, he's calculated. <laughs> Dude. I, I liked his, what his ex-wife did though, when she became super rich and she donated like half her money to charity. I'm like, you know what, girl, you don't need that money. She did it right. She's you like, my it. hands are clean. <laughs> Yeah, and that's the thing. That's like all these people who are um, resigning from the cabinet, the Trump cabinet, like a couple days before he it's over because they're like, oh, I just don't want to be implicated. It's my hands are clean. Yeah, it's it's funny. Um, uh, well, what else has happened? Uh, the New England uh, Patriots head coach, Bill Belichick, has announced that he is declining the Presidential Medal of Freedom. I mean, even cheaters who deflate balls have standards. Yikes. Ashley, I didn't peg you for a sports gal. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I hate football, but I thought it was a good opportunity. <laughs> there you go. And that's what this podcast is all about. We're very ambitious. 
true. <laughs> what's football? <laughs> yeah, what's football? Meanwhile, former presidential candidate Andrew Yang announced that he will be running for New York City mayor with a video from Academy Award winning director Darren Aronofsky. Aronofsky is known for such films like Black Swan, Rec Room for a Dream, and Andrew Yang's campaign announcement video. <laughs> I'm looking forward. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Yang's holiday video greeting because everyone has one of those if they're in politics. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be like directed by Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. I like Andrew Yang. Andrew Yang was my second choice behind. Yang course, Gang. Uh, my, my favorite Bernie because I feel the burn. I still feel it. Speaking of diseases, Disneyland is to become a mass COVID-19 vaccination site. So exciting. Disney uh, will try to make families feel safe by welcoming the guests or the uh, patients uh, by dressing up as vaccinators in memorable characters like Donald Duck. I imagine Donald Duck giving you a vaccination. Like, okay, (laughs) here comes the needle. Let the record show that Ashley and I spent about five minutes watching a father-son duo uh, teach us how to do a Donald Duck voiceover on YouTube before recording this episode. He said to put the plug on top of the, the teeth. Okay, I'm done. Speaking of the vaccine, it is funny that COVID-19 caused the United States to basically go into a cold war with Russia over the vaccine. There has been a lot of headlines about who would get it first. And Russia did get it first, but no one's really sure if it's safe. But they named their vaccine Sputnik because they were first, like the first satellite that had ever gone into space. Of course, they'll never let that go. Which, it's just <laughs> such a cocky move. It's like naming your first car after your dick. Like, it's just such a... <laughs> Anyways, a NASA robot called the Mars Digger went kaput after two years of failed digs on the red planet. So basically, yeah, I know it's very sad. Um, the robot was there to try to get the temperature of Mars, but... They, I was reading that the team behind the project, quote, decided to call it quits after 500 strokes, which is a lot like the end of my last relationship. Hey. It's not you. <laughs> it's not me. It's science. All right, well, well Mars not- wants to be on this podcast. <laughs> Mars. Um, I don't know how we can arrange it, but, uh, you know, and nowadays... We can record virtually. So I think we're going to plan it involved. Yeah, we'll get the, the robot now that she's retired from stroking. She'll send I think us she's video. going to die in space. I don't know if they bring them back. Do they bring No, them they back? die. No, no. Yeah, they just... <laughs> There's no recovery mission because I feel like they'd be very expensive because it takes them a while to get there. Yeah. Oh, so Would you sad. travel to Mars, Ashley? Um, I think I have on acid. <laughs> no, I say, would you, though? Like, oh, like if right now they, they say we can go to Mars. Well, it depends, because I think, don't you, 
lose seven years like on earth so by the time you do end up making it back everyone's dead so it'd you be like time traveling weight. you also lose weight Wait, when you, you lose weight i'm coming on mars you go you lose weight when you go to space because of you know the mars diet math <laughs> math and science and volume and all of the things that I was mediocre at, but I'm is a good writer. Is this you doing math? Is I'm this a good writer. Doing- I'm a good writer and I'm good at history and social studies, but not math or astronomy. <laughs> is this you doing math? This is my coping mechanism. <laughs> <laughs> I actually watched- uh, For people who are movie? listening, my coping oh. mechanism was His me, hands up and down. Just hands up and down, spinning in the chair. Losing my mind. It's been a long time we've been in the pandemic. Yeah. I, I Psychologically, what's going to happen to us? I don't know. I feel like it's already happening to us. Like, imagine being born into this. Like a baby. Like, they're so accustomed to, to masks and accustomed they to didn't being a home this often. life. <laughs> I think they did. According life. to soul, they did. <laughs> according to soul they did so this is full circle all right well on that full circle note we will be right back with reg thomas a new york thing when people say hi they go year oh i'm sorry it's a new york thing (laughs) (laughs) it's a new york okay (laughs) well welcome back everyone to just the facts podcast episode two i'm your girl ashley i'm anastasia and we are joined today by my very good friend reg thomas how are you reg i'm doing great ash how are you thanks for having me I love Ashley so much. Anything Ashley you on, I'm like, I'm always here to help. Oh, Reg, you are amazing. You literally were one of the first people that befriended me in New York. Uh, and uh, you, without a hesitation, you were like, let's work together. Let's do it. Yeah, I thought you were hilarious. And I just, you just had a lot of ideas. She's cool. Yeah, you're awesome. You are such a hard, you're, you're just like on tour right now. Yeah. Just yeah, let's back. talk about it. Let's get into that. It's the pandemic, but you are it's making a pandemic. I'm telling you, I don't know. It's two different Americas. This tour has taught me it's two different Americas because <laughs> I'm home. It's like, you know, everyone keep your mask on and be safe and stay six feet apart. And the second I get to Houston, Texas, it's like, yo, fuck that. We at the club. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, yeah. I live in Florida. I get it. <laughs> yeah, we were. I was in Florida too. I was doing. Uh, I was in Florida from Wednesday to Thursday. We did Naples, Naples, Florida. Uh, off the hook. Yes. Yeah, it's a fun. So club. many prostitutes. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. This a lot is, of I, old people too. Let me tell you something. Pussy's a lot of old prostitutes. <laughs> yeah, Pussy's always been selling, but I didn't know at that rate. Yeah, Tampa is actually um, considered like one of the the biggest like prostitutes, like it's like a red light city. I believe it. Listen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> First off, Honestly, what really ruined it for us is uh, we had a, it was a whole situation where we where we had the show and then we arranged for a party bus to pick us up and take us to the after party. And so the nice. party bus people were like the promoters are like, hey, we got a bunch of girls going to come through. They're going to be on the bus. It's going to be a good time. So we get on the bus and they're all cool. And I'm like, all right, this is a vibe. You know, you start, you know, you're getting along with a couple of them. You're like, maybe I might hit one. 
And then they hit, <laughs> and then and then they drop, and then they then they start saying sneaky shit. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> What do you mean by sneaky? What's sneaky? <laughs> what's sneaky? I know. What's sneaky? Not sneaky. Sneaky's not the word. Just like they drop little hints to let you know what's up. Oh, like, like you're going to have to pay for this. Not even that. They'd be like, you know, it's my, it's like one of them was like, you know, it's my job. I was like, what? <laughs> oh, I mean, I, that's not that sneaky. That's pretty straight up. Yeah. <laughs> that's straightforward. my job. She's like, she's like, well, that was after I asked her. I was like, she was like, you know, I'll show you the time of your life. I was like, I thought that was going to happen regardless. And I was like, but that sounds like a bitch. That sounds like, that sounds like a salesman. Yeah. She's door to door. Mm-hmm. She's yeah, but you got to respect to hustle. You got to respect to hustle. Oh, I don't knock sex work. Absolutely not. I'm, I'm not at all. It's just, uh, I'm just, I just cannot. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand. I don't it's... knock the hustle at all, though. Yeah. So <laughs> really what, what happened was, uh-huh. the wildest thing that happened on in that Florida trip was, um, I, on the way to the airport, leaving Florida to Texas, when you're a great host, people give you free weed. So, and I'm always trying to smoke. So I was in the airport and I'm like at the gate and you know, I take my tin boots off, I take my jacket off, I take my hat off, I'm emptying out everything, emptying out everything in my pockets. I put my hand in my pocket, the fattest eighth is in my pocket. I completely forgot I had a whole eighth in my pocket. The TSA nice. agent is oh, looking- Oh shit, wait, you're at the airport. <laughs> I'm like, nice, the no way. The stakes are a little higher yeah. there. The TSA agent's looking at me. My eyes is open. I put I put my hand in my pocket and I was just like. <laughs> Did you so I, just, I just walked away from all my stuff. I just walked away from everything. Yeah. The TSA agent was like, sir, where you going? And I was just like, I turned around. I like pulled out my lighter. I was like, yeah, I forgot to have my lighter in my pocket. He's like, okay. Well, walk through the machine. And I was just like. Hey. <laughs> and like, there was no doubt in my mind I was going to go to jail. Like, have you ever had any close calls since this you is a close like, call this is like are yeah, you not any other that? close calls no but i'm saying any other ones like in the fact because it's like i'm sure you're not you're i the your event is like a speakeasy sometimes so it's like i'm sure you get kind of like suspect sometimes do you ever have moments where you feel i've definitely spicy? had i've definitely had white men come to productively stone and they had like cop face so i was like who's this guy <laughs> they were wearing the the baseball cap and yeah, the baseball the, cap the with a i was like Yo, are you the feds bro <laughs> and like we Definitely. all surrounded him at one point we were like so like what's your story and he was like i just love comedy and we was like all right mm-hmm. let's see you hit it <laughs> inhale right. inhale, inhale. <laughs> like, if you're a cop you have to tell me <laughs> oh my god wait wait let's go back to the the story this weekend so you have your the eighth in your pocket you're going through tsa and what happens so uh so like I said, the TSA agent says, well, go through the machine. And I go, I put my hands up, and I'm just like, it's about to go down. I'm like, whatever, I'm about to just go to jail. <laughs> I come out, and they and they like, and like, I could see like there was a square in the machine that said, check my pocket. But it was the same ring as my ring finger. So he was like, oh, did you, is your ring? I was like, yeah. He was like, okay. And I was just like. Nah, that's, that was God. That, that was God, God for real. <laughs> I was like, that was Lord. oh my god jesus take the tsa check in all honesty you start thinking about shit you're like you know what i i was thinking like i make enough money that i could get in some type of trouble but i definitely don't make arrested at the airport money i'm like i <laughs> had to make phone calls you don't have anyone speed that get you nah, out of that i got one. i got oh he was drunk outside money i don't got, <laughs> I don't got this nigga was moving uh through state lines 
Damn, I'm so happy. I think I'm the trashiest when I'm in the state of Florida. <laughs> well, like that I'm doing, brings I'm doing, it I'm out doing, of you. Though. I'm doing it's, it's, on the highway. I don't even have a license. Like I'm just living. It brings it out of you. There's something about that state. It's just it's it, like a full <gasps> moon. Dick energy. <laughs> nice. And then I so, went down to uh, Austin, Texas. Uh huh. I'm on a tour. I'm on tour with uh, this comedian named Rennie, and I'm the host for the show. And so it's me, Rennie, another comedian named Desi Johnson, and like one time, sometimes we have a fill-in uh, AD. And it's a great show, like, but we have a great time. And I was hosting in Austin, Texas, and I was like, it was fun because you know I was expecting it to be very redneck, and then Austin, Texas was just as gentrified as Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. Austin, Texas is literally super gentrified. Yeah, it's everyone tells me. Well, now it's the new comedy place. Now yeah. everyone's going there for comedy. I remember, I just remember talking about just roasting the white audience members. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when Austin, like the first time I was introduced to Austin, was when I was a kid when it was on MTV. Uh, the, oh the, yeah, that there was a season, Austin, oh, Texas. Yeah, Austin, Texas. Oh, I don't... but Austin is happening. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was Austin a lot. I, like they had good food out there too. Like so much good food that I didn't even get to. Food trucks galore. Yeah, that's what everyone tells me. There's Lots so of good much Tex-Mex. Food. Lots of good Tex-Mex food. That's the best. Yeah, I, like Texas is the one place where I'll actually purposely go to the hood to get good Mexican food. <sighs> What is your favorite thing to munch on? Like you're, you know, you're always productively stoned. Like, what is your go-to <laughs> munchy food? If I could, I like all sorts of foods. So like, if I could get my hands on it, probably like some waffles with peanut butter on it. I like <laughs> <Ooh>. that. <laughs> A little syrup. That's always good. A shawarma mm. sandwich. Um, shrimp, seafood. <laughs> You have a very luxurious munchie. <laughs> Most people go for some chips. <laughs> the purple bag, I like caviar. The purple bag of Skittles. <laughs> Just the purple bag. The wild berries. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. The tropical maybe if I'm from. Is that on your rider? Is that on your rider, your tour rider? <laughs> yeah. Uh, my tour rider is usually just tequila and an eighth. <laughs> and an eighth. <laughs> And sometimes it goes through P- TSA. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I need you to go break a law. I need you to go. I need you to go attend a drug deal for me to come to your show. Hey, whatever you got to do. What's your favorite city that you've performed in, um, ever? Uh, DC. Outside of New York is DC. I love DC. But I'm not gonna lie. Houston this last weekend gave it a real run for his money. Mm. <laughs> Atlanta too. I love Atlanta. All the black towns. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say anywhere where there's black people. Yeah. <laughs> Which you know I'm about. But, <laughs> but it definitely goes DC because I've had such great times in DC and, and like they just have great audiences. So it goes DC. I guess uh, Atlanta and then Houston. I love how you're from New York and everyone wishes one day to go and do comedy in New York. You're like, New York's all right. (laughs) (laughs) It's trash. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. New York's not trash. You're from New York, from Brooklyn. (laughs) Yeah, I'm from Brooklyn. I'm from Flatbush, you know. uh, Shout out to Flatbush. Shout out to Flatbush, man. Shout out, you know, Flatbush niggas. Take the G train. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> the few things I know about New York that no, I New York things. <laughs> Ashley's like, okay, hold on, let me show. I used to have Ashley all the streets. I used to have Ashley in the streets of New York. <laughs> you really I, did. I visited Ashley in New York. She like walked like two miles to see me. I just remember <laughs> I was like, it's been four hours since we spoke. <laughs> yeah, Ashley. Ashley's oh. a, Ashley's the true book. The first no, time me and Ashley hung out, though, we went somewhere. I don't know where we went. But then, like, some guy tried to, like, almost kidnap Ashley, and Ashley couldn't tell it. Oh, we went to, yeah, I know, because I'm too nice. Um, oh, we went to the... <laughs> I can't help it. Um, and I don't want to be mean to someone when they haven't been mean to me, but then I realized that they were taking advantage of my kindness. Thank God Reggie was there. But we were at a, um, what is it? Um, it was like that little bar in Brooklyn off of uh, Bedsty. So who tried to kidnap you? Who? What happened? Some drunk, some crackhead. Like, <laughs> oh, we were at uh, Moe's. Moe's. So Moe's <laughs> is a Sunday comedy show, and then it turns into like a little like after-hour spot. And so we were there, and then like these just old heads, these like old like goonies guys, like in their forties, fifties, talking to Ashley, and like they don't, and like Ashley's just like continuing conversation. I'm like, why do you keep talking? Like, you don't realize that this man's like trying to like like get you and she's just like he's trying like, to sex traffic me and i'm just like you want to smoke weed with us well i was rolling up i, I was rolling up and then he, they were next to me and they were like oh i got i got weed and like he takes out a container that hadn't been open so it wasn't like like it was like funny shit and then it's no like it was sealed reg it was it was sealed <laughs> and then he opened it and he was and he just starts like putting weed on the table and i was like oh you guys can roll your stuff i'm gonna roll my stuff and then i finish rolling up he finishes and then we walk outside it just and then reg is like uh these people are trying to kidnap you <laughs> i'm like yo what the fuck ash <laughs> i'm like no you know it's a good Every time because like for me watching it, for me as the person watching it, I'm like, I'm watching these guys just like trying to interact with Ash. And I'm like, get out of this. Right. And it's then like every, you're watching it, PSA. It's like a They just ask like they just <laughs> it's like they just trying to see if Ashley's lighting ahead of something. <laughs> no, I was just nice. And then I was like, bye guys. And they're like, okay. Where you going? I'm like, exactly. Now I gotta fucking fight these old niggas. And so <laughs> I'm just watching Ashley. I'm just like every time when the conversation could be done, Ashley just has a follow-up questions for these old heads. And I'm like, <sighs> uh, well, that's why we started a podcast because we just like to ask questions. <laughs> but now you can do it safely without being kidnapped. I'm happy about it. From the comfort is, of my own home. <laughs> this is all for the safety of the public good. I mean, this is really yeah. got meta. <laughs> If you guys ever see this face on a milk carton, just know I so, tried my uh, let best. Let me see what else happened this weekend at the shows. There was a uh, there was an audience member that looked like me. <laughs> he was, like, that was fun. He was just bigger and richer. Like he looked like he. he oh, like how did that make you feel? <laughs> uh, I was cool with it. He looked like he laughed about it, so it was just like. Like we look just alike, but he had a big cowboy hat, and I was like, I would never dress like that. <laughs> it's alternate universe, you. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You had a Rick and Morty moment. And in, in Houston, whenever you buy bottles in the club, they let you pick what song you come out to. What? <laughs> That's so lit. And so we played. And so we played uh, Bobby Schmurder's "Computers." <laughs> Why? 
You want to see my black ass right in front of your house? Oh my God. Free Bobby. It's just, it was Texas. just like, it's just like, it's just like a club full of people from Texas and four dudes from Brooklyn, like, bow, bow, bow. Oh my God. <laughs> Sounds like a great time. <laughs> So you, so you uh, do a lot of these tours. What is it like touring? Like compared to, you know, being local and being in one scene and when did you start touring? Uh, I started touring maybe four years ago. Well, my boy Jordan Rock, once he started headlining, Jordan let me open for him. That, so that was my first taste of like opening and like being on the road. Uh, after that, I started opening for other friends of mine like Amanda Seals and now I'm opening for Randy and uh, well, no, I opened for Jordan and Amanda, and now I host for Rennie. I'm a, I'm the host on this tour, and uh, it's been fun. Uh, like, it's just different challenges. Like, for instance, uh, performing. What I realized is when, like, when I was opening for Jordan or Amanda, I would just do 20 minutes, and it would be, you know, it would just be my best material, and I'd just be out. You know, you just feel like a rock star the whole time. It's like, damn, you really killed the show. But on this stage, we have the headliner. We have a feature who's doing 20 minutes. The headliner does about a half. And then and then you got me. And so then I and then like usually whatever which city we're in, we'll have a local comic do a guest spot. So it's like, you know, as the host, I gotta keep the energy up at all times while in between comics. So it's uh it helps me exercise the different muscles. Like I feel like I've become a better comic being a host. And I've always hosted because I have my own comedy show, Productively Stone. But uh I've but hosting for someone else and hosting like bigger crowds like this is a I'm like oh wow like it's amazing to see how how good I was at it I didn't know I was I, I was even gonna be this nasty with it so um obviously we covered that you're from Brooklyn but you're also Haitian you're first generation like us so how much how much is that like uh, we're not Haitian but we're first generation no. immigrants <laughs> <laughs> the way that you put that I'm like I, I don't want people to think that I, we're fronting right I'm fronting. <laughs> no, no. I think it's, it's very obvious. Yes, that That's you're not, not hate. <laughs> I'm just saying it's all it's a podcast. I don't know. People don't know. Uh, yeah. So for the viewers at home, <laughs> oh, the listeners, and I'm seeing viewers. <laughs> for the list, yeah. So you're Haitian. I'm Cuban. Anna's Russian. Um, okay. Obviously, our upbringing has affected the way that we view comedy and pain. How right. much of it has like influenced you? Also, I want to tag to that, like um, anybody specific in your life growing up that you were like, wow, that's how you should deal with pain. All right, so that's a that's a couple of different parts of the question. Uh, me being Haitian, how has it affected my comedy? Uh, Haitians are generally funny. My parents are funny people. Like they always tell jokes. So like, it definitely influenced me. I think my comedy stance is, uh, I, if if I could describe my comedy voice, it's the like, I'm I bully, I'm the bully to the guy my parents wanted me to be. <laughs> Mm. Mm. So you were the late bully. You were able to bully, but later, yeah, like because you were too pussy as a kid. (laughs) No, it's not that I was too pussy as a kid. It's just like, it's just like, like, like if 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 it's anything I hate, it's who my parents were trying to make me to be. Mm. And who was that? Just some (laughs) cornball. Too fucking lame. Fucking. What would you be doing if you weren't doing comedy? Making money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> making money. I mean, He'd be in the red answer. lights to district. Yeah, <laughs> making money. <laughs> I'd be uh if it, if we were if we were going corporate side, I'd probably be an accountant. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, or like all about the money or a CPA or something like that. And then if we were talking about just like some type of other facet, maybe a teacher or the teachers don't make no money. Um, <laughs> something that allowed me to do flash shit. Like I travel a lot, just do something. Mm-hmm. I can't even think of it, man. I'm so devoted. You know what's crazy? I, I like, I used to have a backup plan answer. Like I'm so devoted to my shit now. I can't even answer that. Ashley, do you have any other questions? Do you want to do the speed round? The the the. Ask me anything, yo. Yeah, that's what we're gonna do. It's our speed round. Our ten questions. Let's do it. Bam, bam, bam. Okay, this is ten questions with Reg Thomas, Ashley Diaz. Go. <laughs> do you have a favorite quote? Um, currently, uh, it's a cheers. Whenever I'm giving a toast, I say, "If they love us, if they hate us, fuck them all." What is your hype song? Do you have a hype song before you go on stage that you, um, that's your usual hype song? It goes back and forth, but for the last weekend, it was Houston Fornication by Travis Scott. Nice. nice. What is your favorite strain of weed? I don't know what this is, but this right here is pretty <laughs> decent. But in a couple of years, I'm going to get a productively stone strain made, so that's going to be my favorite. Are you more like a sativa indica guy? I think I'm more of an indica guy lately. Mm. Like I like I like to go sit my eyes down somewhere. <laughs> Sink into the couch. Yeah. What is your do you have like a go-to YouTube video that's like your stupid, like it's like a dumb video, but that you really like to watch? Yeah, uh it's the video where the guys where the kid got smoked weed for the first time. I think he dabbed for the first time and he thought he was paralyzed. And so he was he was stuck <laughs> like this. He was stuck like this for like five minutes. <laughs> And then like no, and like people are hitting him and he can't move. He, they like oh. they like, and then somebody puts his hand down and he goes, "I was paralyzed. I was paralyzed, <laughs> guys. I was paralyzed. I was paralyzed. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god." And then. <laughs> I've not seen this video. <laughs> Those remind me of like the wisdom teeth videos where people just are like so out of it. And then the guy goes, and then the guy goes, call the ambulance, call the ambulance. Like, this is nothing but white kids, of course. And, uh, <laughs> and he goes, call the ambulance. And one of the kids goes like, shut the fuck up. No one's calling the ambulance. I was like, yo, real white boy shit. <laughs> <laughs> They all probably oh have God. lawyer dads anyways. So yo, right. he looked like yo, he looked like his dad was the biggest lawyer. Like <laughs> he looked like he looked like they better not let something bad happen to him. He looked real important, that kid. <laughs> he already knew. I was paralyzed. I was It was hilarious. Who is your celebrity crush? Uh Ryan Destiny. Ryan who is that? I don't know who Ryan Destiny is. She's his fine chick. What would she has she been on anything that we might know? Is she an actress? Yeah, Ryan Disney. I think she's she's a singer. She's an actress. She's like uh, I'll show you a picture of her. Someone we need to know. Yeah, yeah. I got look look it up with me, Ryan Destiny, real quick. Okay. Let's let's get Ryan Destiny. Normal ways of spelling Ryan Destiny. She's very pretty. Oh. Okay. Okay. Mm Hmm. Real cute. Yeah. yeah, she's pretty. Real she's cute. Um, what is the first thing that you, like got you into comedy? Was like there a movie or a show or something that you really liked growing up? I don't know if it got me into comedy, but it really uh, affected me a lot. Uh, the first time I saw Dave Chappelle's uh, Killing Me Softly, it made me cry. It made me laugh a lot cry, and that was my first time ever experiencing that. 
Wow. I was very, I remember very, I remember being like real mind blown that you could laugh till you cry. I was like, I didn't. I think because I got my ass beat so many times up until that point in my life that I, did, I just never associated tears with something good. So, uh, yeah. And then what got me into comedy, I was in, I was in college and um, I just wasn't as excited about what my future would be like after I graduated as everyone else was. And somebody suggested that I should probably just try stand up. And I gave it a shot and uh, it just was naturally the one thing I ever wanted to work hard at. So I just did it. That's beautiful. I love that. Yeah. Ashley, it's your turn. Follow that one up. Follow that. <laughs> Follow that. <laughs> um, if you could have any superpower, <laughs> what would it be? <laughs> I was asking myself this the other day because someone someone said, would you want to live forever? And, they, and then they were like, think about what that means. Like forever. Mortal. Yeah. And it, it made me realize that, oh, that'd be miserable. <laughs> so, so not that one. Probably not that one. Maybe uh, flying or mind control. Mm. I'm gonna go flying. Yeah, I'm, I'm flying. Teleport. I could teleport. Mm. Mm. Flying, <laughs> but more advanced. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a, a month ago, I thought of, I asked myself that question, and the answer was mind control. And I was like, that is so narcissistic that you. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> what that, do you want to know? <laughs> it's not that. It's just like a, a real narcissist would be like, no, I want you guys to still make it seem like it's your decision to give it to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> What is your dream stage to perform on that you haven't performed on yet? It's definitely Madison Square Garden. Hell yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> I got a chance to see Reg perform at the Apollo. Yeah. What? Yeah. What was that, that was like? Killed it. It was, was crazy. Like stage. I'm not going to talk about the other comics, but I will say <laughs> Reg did really, really good. He fucking killed the room. You know what's funny about that night? The the other two comics showed up in a gown and a tuxedo, and I was dressed like a plumber. <laughs> I was just like a fly plumber. <laughs> what is a is that Luigi? Is that just basically uh, Luigi? Like I just had like a lumber, like I had like a black and like a lumberjack shirt on, but like this shit was kind of fly, like my shit was expensive. <laughs> like they looked like they were going to prom, and I was like, I thought we were telling jokes. <laughs> Dang. They did. Look so you like keep it casual. You keep it casual on stage. <laughs> Because uh, I don't know, like, I realized I dressed too casual and I'm about to pick it back up because I don't know, for a long time, I just, like, my philosophy was always, like, I don't want my outfit to be trying to battle with me and my jokes. Mm. It's like, you mm. be, because, like, you, when you're early on in your career, you're not as funny as you think you are. Here you are wearing all this goofy shit, just doing too much, just doing the most instead of just focusing on me about being funny. And then, like, now you over here in a goofy-ass outfit, you're not being funny. <laughs> just everything's bad. And so, like... Um, I just got used to like dressing down and like wearing solid block colors just so you know like you know I could just give the audience my whole performance the, the best version of and, me and yeah. now I realize like oh I want to pick it back up yeah I also wear solid black but mostly just because it's slimming uh <laughs> <laughs> same I mean when I dress I'd like to be comfortable because I feel like for some reason the joke is gonna make me want to do a split and I want to be ready for it I don't know I think about that too. I think about that too. No, with I wear. Have you guys like, ever done splits on stage? <laughs> not I've no, twerked but I have on stage. rolled onto stage. I like. I have twerked. We did act. improv. We like. Yeah, we, we did get, it. Yeah, we do improv. act out. <laughs> <laughs> you get dirty, down yeah. and dirty. I accidentally licked the stage once. That Ugh. was. The, 
act it was like totally like in my moment it was improv it wasn't stand-up and it just kind of happened and i'm like i was too committed to the bit (laughs) you must have really believed in the comedy in that one (laughs) it probably wasn't even that funny but yeah it just happened it was it was it was for the wow it was pre-rona pre-rona i think we have two more questions uh ashley okay um when you pass away what is the one thing you want everyone to, <laughs> when you die what is the one i mean when we all die so it's okay yeah <laughs> exactly but like what's the one thing you want like the the world to know you for and what do you want it to be on your gravestone also what do you want me to wear uh <laughs> <laughs> also are we invited i just met you but i think we've you been vibing like your ideal think- <laughs> like a uh, funeral setting everyone's getting high obviously what like can you paint the oh, I'm gonna be sober us? at my event what <laughs> you want wait 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 <laughs> you don't want people to celebrate the way that you lived <laughs> i'm gonna be smoking your ashes I want, uh, everyone, I want everyone to rehearse their speech i want it all crisp <laughs> dang it's a production by the time i dip i feel like i should i should earn that much respect at the very least hell yeah so i'm gonna just hope that uh you know everyone reminds remembers me for at least leaving things better than when i found them or um, mm-hmm. you know being someone who was always willing to help out and going people in the right direction to better themselves and just, you know, a real cool dude, a real fly nigga that was always about his money and always getting it. That's going to be on the tombstone. He's <laughs> yeah. all about his money. Getting it. It's just Get a picture. What? That's up to you. <laughs> it's just a picture of Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> I mean, I'm, like I said, I like, I, I help people. Like, I, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm, just... not, I'm not like, uh, yeah, no, I, think I everyone, just love it. I, think, I, love I don't think any man is an island. I don't think any man is an island. So like. Like, let me tell you something. Me and Ashley's friendship is really dope because the same, whatever she could, like, as much as she might learn from me, I've learned a lot from Ashley about the business, like, about how to carry yourself, how to present yourself, how to be prepared for auditions, like, what what look, what look it looks like to be ready for TV, like, you know, like, things that, things that, like, you know, people would say that it's up to you to learn on your own. You know, like, Ashley put me on the game, so, like, your friendships mean a lot too. Like, you learn from the people that you surround yourself with. Yeah. I think it's that wavelength, like, there's the, the yeah, I feel, yeah like that 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 wavelength where you can tell that this person is doing their thing authentically but they're they want more but they want it in a way where it's not um like a, a I guess um I don't want to say fake but it, it's 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 not authentic they want it for the right reasons yeah and you definitely want it for the right reasons and because of that you're constantly being surrounded by those people yeah. And it's only going to go up from here. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's continued. Like, man, like 2020, like, was actually a pretty decent year. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah. As much of it as it was as crazy, it was a year of adaption. Um, I, a lot of growth. Right. Yeah, I mean, the year of realizing things as uh, what's her face. <laughs> Kendall Jenner was saying, Kendall Jenner. realizing things, and we were realizing the yeah. things that we were realizing. Things. Yeah. Well, last thing. So, should 2020 wasn't that bad. What are, is there anything that you want to accomplish in 2021 that you would want to share, put out in the universe? This is your vision board. <laughs> <laughs> 2021, I want to make. 
the most money I've ever made. Good. That's the best way to do it. Thank you so much for being here. I mean, where Thank can you. people find you and what uh, what are some upcoming shows that you have going on and where, how can people know more? Uh, I think I'm in Nebraska in like a couple weeks and uh, then we're going to Utah. But uh, you could definitely check me out on Instagram, Reg Thomas. You can check out my company, Productively Stoned on Instagram. Productively Stoned. I have a Productively Stoned shop. You can check that out on my Instagram too. Uh, we sell grinders, rolling papers, and T-shirts, all merch. And laughs. Yes. Laughs by booking me. Book me at the at Reginald Thomas Comedy at Gmail. And you, I'm always talking shit on Twitter if you want to find me. Thank you so much, Reg, for being Thank you. You're Thank so you guys for having me.